0: Then I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're catching up with author and speaker Thelma Zoa, who is the Community Operations Manager for the Brisbane Broncos. I met her recently at a prayer rally at Suncorp Stadium and I thought I've got to get this girl on the radio. Uh, Welcome along Thelma, Tell, tell us a bit of your story, where were you born and raised?
2: Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. Uh, first up, I was born in Zimbabwe, Southern Africa. So that's a small country near South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I grew up there uh, for 18 years and moved to Australia in 2002 as an international student. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of been in Australia for you know a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And I also lived in the States for a couple of years as well. So okay, very kind
3: of
0: cool. a bit of both. Now, tell us a bit of your your upbringing. Did you have like a religious upbringing in Zimbabwe?
2: I was actually fortunate to be born in a Christian family. So I could say I was like first-generation Christian. Mm -hmm. My grandmother actually gave her life to Jesus at a rally that was being done with uh, Reynard Bonnke. So in the 80s, I do believe that was the story I was told. Yeah. And then because of that, uh, Christianity came into, I guess, my family and it changed the trajectory for our lives because uh, the majority of our, our family members were, were not believers. So that was actually a significant turning point that changed, yeah, the trajectory of our lives. Yeah. So that was my... Background story. So, I kind of grew up in in church, Sunday school, but it became quite real to me. Um, I think in in as a fourth grader, when I made my own decision to actually say, you know what, I do want to follow Christ. This, you know, makes sense for me, and um, never looked back ever since.
0: So, as a fourth grader, was that like at a, a youth camp or at Sunday school, or how did it, how did that happen?
2: Yeah, it was actually at a, a Christian school. So um, I had a, a teacher who was um, from Canada. She played a very significant role in my life. And and they were always, you know, talking about God in uh, at the school that I went to. So it was just, I guess, maybe just seeing it displayed and, and and also seeing the other kids as well, listening to the gospel. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is. Yeah, I've heard it at home, I've heard it at church, and it just reinforced it for me, and I decided, yeah, that's definitely what I want to do.
0: Mm. Now, I've got a few friends from Zimbabwe, and they've shared with me about the uh, extreme poverty. Like, sometimes the supermarket shelves were bare, and they had to really uh, scrape to to get by. Uh, Was that the case for your family?
2: See, when Zimbabwe started out, of course, it wasn't the case because we got uh, our independence um, in the early 1980s and things were fine when I was growing up and stuff. But towards the, I guess, late 90s, things started taking a turn. And yeah, it it really affected a lot of people. And yes, my family was affected. Um, Inflation shot through the roof. And unemployment was just uncontrollable. I think at some point it was nearly 80-something percent. And now it's just, yeah, it's everybody kind of, majority of people, even to this day, kind of work for themselves, you know, as little sole traders. And they try to hustle and do stuff. Um, But, yeah, so it it definitely affected all of us. And then by the time I left around 2002... Uh, and moved to Australia, I was still feeling that impact because it was quite difficult for my parents to afford the school fees for me to be in Australia, but by the grace of God, they were able to do so. But yeah, we literally, living in Zimbabwe, even till this day, is really uh, living by grace, really, because it's it's a very challenging environment politically, economically. Um, But the people are very resilient. It's a beautiful country, and uh, we're definitely believing that the best is yet to come, and change will come.
0: Well, every Zimbabwean Christian that I know is on fire for Jesus, and they've been through all sorts of stuff, but they, uh, they're they so strong in their faith. And I just love the fact that the Lord has brought people like yourself to our nation. I believe it's a blessing to Australia. Uh, so tell us a bit about your journey to Australia. What, what kind of school were you a part of? What was it like coming over here for the first time?
2: Yeah, so um, I guess as a young 18-year-old, I was super excited uh, leaving home and coming to uni. I landed in, obviously, Brisbane and went to Griffith University, where I studied uh, international business. Qu- quite enjoyed it, and when I finished studying international business, um, I had a decision to either go back home or keep studying. So I decided to actually go to Bible college that really changed my life. So I did two years uh, in Bible college. I did a diploma of multicultural ministry. And I, I kind of thought I knew the Bible, but it was a very really different experience. So I was quite humbled. And because of it, I think I've just become a lifelong learner uh, of the Word of God. And after I graduated two years with my uh, completing my diploma, I started working for the government. I got, I was Fortunate enough to get a, a contract role uh, as a finance officer uh, a while back. And then that allowed me as well as I, as I continued to work to try and sort out my visa situation. Because if you're not an international student, um, you have to actually go back. didn't have my permanent residence. So that in itself was literally a, a walk of faith, as I believed God to help me with my visa. And eventually he did. I got sponsored by uh, an organization that hired me to work um, as a program manager, helping migrants settle in Australia. And I did that for a couple of years. And then that's how I got my permanent residence. And I eventually went on to study at Deakin University and did my MBA. And, yeah, just kind of carved a career in program management or, or operations
3: and even marketing as well. Are you
1: running around in circles with no place to go? Is there a person in the mirror you don't even know? Someone still sees who you are. Was a dreamer, now you don't believe. Are you the lock that got so broken, now you lost the key? Someone still loves who you are, yeah. To everyone who ever lost your way, to everyone who ever felt ashamed, here's a song for all the broken-hearted. If you only knew the treasure that you really are If you could understand the measure of the Father's heart He loves you, he loves you, he loves you Started.
0: Today we're catching up with author and speaker Thelma Zoa. Just curious about your Bible college. Where did you study?
2: I went to uh, International Christian College in uh, Fortissue Valley, which was um, at that time it was part of our church, which is International City Church, and they're still operating. So yeah, and they mainly specialize in multicultural ministry. So it kind of works perfectly with me because I've always been fascinated by different cultures and hence why I did international business for one but yeah it just they are just one of the few that really specialize in that in that area so that was really good.
0: Oh that's wonderful. It's a great church. I know Pastor John O'Mark and uh, David and Jenny they do a great job and uh, a wonderful multicultural congregation and they do translations in their services for different languages yes. which I think is such a great uh, outreach isn't it?
2: definitely definitely i think last time we checked over 50 some nationalities call uh, international city Church home so it's yeah mm. quite a big um, footprint of people from coming all over the world
0: so good now when we met recently you were praying mm. at suncorp stadium and mm. there was i think there was 1400 people there we had a big mm. prayer night a whole bunch of pastors and leaders were there praying there was worship uh, and it was absolutely inspirational uh, tell us what it was like for you getting up and and praying in the middle of Suncorp Stadium.
2: Yes, it was uh, it was amazing because, like I said um, to the crowd, that usually when I come to the stadium, I'm coming for work, uh, working for you know a, a football club, but. I always used to walk um, through the stadium and, you know, kind of be talking to God and saying, man, I wonder what it will be like when we fill this, this stadium with people that are just crying and they're hungry, you know, for the move of God. And, you know, you kind of keep that at the back of your head and you go on with your day and, you know, you're seeing the fans who are coming to watch football. They're super excited. I mean, their passion is contagious, but I, I really wanted to see that kind of passion directed towards Jesus. And then, uh, so when I was actually at the stadium, just seeing that group of people, even though they were small. it it made me want to cry and just weep before God because I was like, oh my God, I saw a glimpse of it, of what this could be like. And, you know, and the Lord was like, nothing is impossible with me, Thelma. It can start off like this, but I can fill the whole stadium. And, yeah, just believe in God for revival. Hey, mm-hmm. that um, the battle cry that, that we have every every year, you know, it's going to mark, a you know, a, a great move of God in our city. So... Yeah, so it was it was beautiful. It was really beautiful and very humbling to me to just even be a part of it.
0: Yeah, and I know it's an annual event, and let's hope and mm. pray that we can fill that stadium one day, hey?
2: Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> and I was saying to Pastor Jonas, the fact that you even got in, that in, in and of itself was a massive miracle mm. to get into the stadium. So once you're in, I, no one's going to pull you out. So <laughs> my is just my bigger and better from here on in. So we're excited.
0: Oh, that's cool. So uh, tell us about your role with the Brisbane Broncos. What do you do?
2: So a lot of people actually don't know that um, the Brisbane Broncos has a very uh, big community department that um, exists to serve or give back to the community that uh, supports our club. So we do a lot of programs that uh and they're all uh funded through the federal government, state government or even the local government. So one of our biggest programs is with uh, the indigenous communities, the so aboriginal and torres strait islander communities, uh working with high school students um and trying to help them with with mentoring support, um career support and even attendance as well. So we have over two and a half thousand students across uh, Queensland and Northern New South Wales and operate in um, around 53 schools. So um, yeah, just providing mentoring support. And we also have other programs as well that we run that give back to the community. So my role with the Broncos is the operations manager. So I I run a team that supports the, the, the team on the ground to deliver these uh, programs uh, effectively, so yeah, that's kind of my role within the Broncos.
0: Wonderful! So good to see that there's a, a good Christian in in the in the team there with the uh, the best football team on the planet. i uh, really glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, I'm also curious to know about this book that you've written. Um, you sent me mm-hmm. a copy, and I'm, I'm I haven't read it yet, but I, I had a skim through it yesterday. and Found a few really good quotes in there it 's called the Warring Generation. Tell us all about it,
2: yeah, I wrote this book as just a layperson, and I just had a a desire to see God raise us up as everyday people, um, being able to 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 speak up, being able to represent God in your sphere of influence um, and because I believe inside every one of us is a warrior, and it 's about awakening that warrior. Um. yeah in whatever sphere you find yourself in uh, knowing that the Holy Spirit is within you 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 do have the power within you you know and, and I'm not talking about it's not about you know going out and you know, trying to riot and do all sorts of things no, no not necessarily you can make a difference we can all bring about change in whatever way the Lord Holy Spirit leads you in so that we, we don't you know I just sometimes believe that we're like you know a powerless church you know a, um, a church that just watches things happen and, you know, wishes that, you know, when we get to heaven, it's going to get better. But no, you can be an agent of change. You can spark um, things to, 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 to take a turn for the better. So it's about raising up people and, and unlocking the warrior within you and, you know, encouraging you to war in prayer, you know, war as you fast, you know, the, the discipline of fasting and the benefits of it, warring and worship. What does that mean? You know, a lot of times I think, you know, we've got caught up in the fact that, you know, worship is singing songs, but it's more than that, you know. And, and even for me as a worship leader, I had to check myself, too, even as I was writing this book, you know, to challenge myself to shift from that, that normal perception that we might have about what worship looks like, to actually begin to, to realize that true worship is, is steeped in obedience. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Obedience of God, and obedience is a powerful thing, even though it might be uncomfortable and very difficult. But when we walk in obedience, we we it's the highest form of worship, and uh, and it brings glory and honor to God. Yes, yeah, so I touch on different elements of how you you can you know start to become a warrior, and hopefully you know the people that have read it, you know they've been inspired from the feedback that I've gotten, and I love the fact that it's. Written by an everyday person for everyday people so then they can actually relate and say, yeah, no, it's not, you know, I'm not high and mighty somewhere on a pulpit telling you what to do. I'm literally in the trenches with you just saying, hey, guys, perhaps there is greater things and we can be part of it and we can contribute and you can do something.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's that's awesome. And and I I found one of my favorite quotes in there from William Booth, the founder of the Salvos. He says, while women weep, I'll fight. While women... Uh, While little children go hungry, I'll fight. While men go to prison, I'll fight. While there's a drunkard left, while there is a poor lost girl on the streets, while there remains one dark soul with the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. And, you know, you've just thrown out a challenge in that book that, you know, we need to be an army of William Booths. We need, the whole church needs to uh, go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And and really, that's one thing that God is doing in his church. He's releasing uh, the saints to do the work of the ministry, isn't he?
2: Definitely, definitely.
0: This is for the lost and lonely
1: For the broken and afraid This is for those who are
3: hurting Hoping help is on the way Trouble I am facing. I will lift my hands and
0: Today we're catching up with author and speaker Thelma Zowa. If people want to find out more, it's called The Warring Generation and uh, Thelma Zowa, and it's spelled D-Z-W-O-W-A, D-Z-W-W-A. People can search it up online and people can find that book. And uh, you're available to to speak. You travel around, do a bit of preaching and speaking at uh, churches, schools, youth Mm -hmm. groups and things?
2: Yes, yes, definitely. I love speaking. I love communicating with with um, audiences, diverse audiences, and even in diversity in terms of not just gender, ages, or uh, um, ethnicity, from beliefs. I love it, and and I have a passion for speaking and communicating.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Thelma, I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Thank you so much, passing that. Have a good one.